Because <laughs> I said fuck to my friend when I realized I didn't know what I was going to say next on the text. No. But did you know, did you real? I, did you send it? Yes. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, how is it going? I have a, I have a story to tell this week, Allie. Oh. <laughs> and I am so excited. I think it makes the most sense because everything pretty much stems from this Mexico trip. Great. So I think I just need to like start there and end there. I'm ready. So... Last Monday when we recorded, I received the news that I would not be receiving my passport. Right. They were wrong. I received my passport. Praise be. Great news. So I had I was originally supposed to fly on a Wednesday. I had just to buy myself a little more time. I had moved my flight preemptively to Friday. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to – I got my passport at 10.30 a.m., on Wednesday. So I actually would have missed my flight Wednesday regardless. So it all it worked out, but I, I flew Friday. When I learned four weeks ago that my passport I just want to say, like, we had a great time. Let's just get that out there. We had an absolutely <laughs> wonderful time. It was nine of it was nine people in our friend group. It was absolutely amazing. However, this was a cursed trip. So when I discovered four weeks ago that my passport was expired. I sent a text to the group that said a PSA. Literally, I said PSA. Thank you. <laughs> I said PSA, check your passports. Yeah. People, you know, were just like, of course, we're like we're so sorry, this is crazy, whatever. It's my own fault. I can own that. Let it let it lapse. I get a text on the Wednesday when we were all supposed to fly, when everyone else is still flying. Dennis's passport is expired. Dennis. Yes. I was like, are you kidding me? And so I'm like absolutely losing it. Unbelievable. I was like, and he claims, he was like, I checked it. Like I did. And I was like, and you didn't see 2020? Not well enough, Dennis. Exactly. So anyway, luckily, again, it works out because I would like to communicate this to our listeners. Huge passport hack. Get your local congressman involved. I know it sounds crazy. Call their local office, not the D.C. office. They only handle legislation, not constituent passport (laughs) problems. But call your local congressman's office and they will put you in the front of the line. It's absolutely crazy. I don't know why it works and yet it does. And so I had – like somebody had helped me. I sent that number to Dennis's girlfriend and she called him and explained the situation. And he was able to get Dennis an appointment at the federal building at 7 a.m. on Thursday. And Dennis has a passport and flew out Thursday night. Can I ask you a question? Why was Dennis's girlfriend involved in the logistics of this? What What do you think? Dennis's passport was expired. <laughs> Um, and then I was talking to Matt of the when when I got there, one of the first questions I was helping Matt and his brother who came um make lunch. And I was like, Matt, you gotta tell me like what was the mood like in the airport when everyone was going? <sighs> and and he goes, I-, I would say it was low. <laughs> it was very <laughs> low. 
And he was like, I immediately was trying to think, like, how can I reframe this trip for Lexi, Dennis's girlfriend? And he's like, can I make this about being a vacation away from Dennis? Oh, was like, <laughs> it was very fucking funny. But anyway, so we all on Friday, by Friday afternoon, we're all there. All nine of us. It's great. That's awesome. But, uh, oh, wait, another thing. So I am I am texting Nikki's boyfriend at this point who is also on this trip, who is the brother of the brother. That's why I'm not saying his name. (laughs) And so that is relevant because he's texting me like, how crazy, how awful. Also, sidebar, I forgot my swimsuits. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Could I coordinate with my brother and have him drop them off to you? The brother. The brother. Yes. And I was like, of course, no problem. I'll pack them in. Like, I'm barely bringing anything except for, you know, shorts and swimsuits. So absolutely, like... I'll throw them in. I had not heard from the brother. And so I was like, is this ha- happening? Like, it's not my job to get the swimsuits there. Yeah. Like, it, he sh- this should be happening. Anyway, so I decided to reach out. And I was on a when – I, when I realized it, I was on a walk with a friend. And so I decided to do the, like, Siri dictation. Uh-huh. And so I hadn't fully plotted what this was going to be yet. And I sort of started talking before. And my goal was to say, hey, do you want to find a time today for me to grab his swimsuits? Right. And I kind of like crapped out at right after, hey, do you want? And forgot what I wanted to say. So I sent this. Hey, do you want to fuck? Oh! <gasps> <laughs> Because I said fuck to my friend when I realized I didn't know what I was going to say next on the text. No. But did you know – did you real? did you send it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was not ideal. Uh, I was in the middle of pulling up what happened to me when you said that. So, oh my god. That took me by surprise. <laughs> yeah. So, so I just – How quickly did you realize that you had sent that? Immediate. Absolutely immediate. And I was with a friend who is a lovely regular listener of the podcast. And I was like, well, this is going on the podcast. Oh, good God. Um, But yeah, so I immediately backpedaled, explained, apologized. It was fine. Oh, man. We met up, did the swimsuit exchange, had a nice conversation. Everything is fine. But yikes. Well, so I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, zero percent alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink that is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Mine pales in comparison to that. Well, I I still want it. M- mine isn't mine isn't even a guy I'm like seeing. It's just a friend of mine. 
And I'm like, not seeing the brother. Let's oh, be fair. Clear. Okay, fair. But like, there was a th- okay, there was like a, sure. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There was a question mark. Right. Like he could have thought that that text, if you had not realized it and immediately retracted, that in theory could have been a text you had sent. Not that you would have. That would have been a crazy escalation for I, like what our relationship was. I totally agree. But like, I don't think if yeah. I got that from a guy that like I maybe had almost a thing with, I don't think my immediate thought would be this must be a mistake. True. So, so mine is not that mine is my friend Charlie, who you've met, who is engaged. Like, so, and it's not even sexual in nature. But I was driving and texting with him, so I was texting through Siri on my car Mm -hmm. in my car, and he said something, and I wrote back, "Please don't let me stop you." And then he wrote back a knife emoji, and Siri reads the emojis out loud. So Siri was like, "Knife emoji." And I was like, oh my God, Charlie, that was aggressive. And like he like said something else and he's and, and then he said, You're the one threatening to stab me. What? Yeah. So then I handed my phone to the person in the car with me and I had said, please don't let me stab you. Oops. That's just funny. Like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. But like I never realized that I sent it. Oh my God. So then the joke of the weekend became the knife emoji. So then we were all I just sending that. like knife emojis to each other. But like I, I thought I had said like a very normal thing and got this extremely alarming Siri reading the words knife emoji. I mean, that is – I love the Siri readout. Um, that is a very – that can be very startling. My Siri turned into a man out of nowhere with no warning. Hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, Siri is a guy. I had mine set to a man. Mine has always been a woman. I've never touched the setting. Weird. All of a sudden, it's a dude, and I, I don't know why. I'm not like – Did you recently update software? Not at the time that this happened. Huh. Very perplexing. Yeah, out of nowhere. So anyway, so that was the second piece of this trip being cursed. I mean, the third, my passport, Dennis's, now this. And yes, then I got – violently ill <laughs> on the last like full day of the trip so our my last full day was monday i flew back tuesday and um i was like really really sick and i have been not physically sick anymore i just have had like very very intense stomach pain whenever i ingest anything from like water to food like whatever it is so that's what oh, we're working so through right sorry. now. It's okay. I reached out to my doctor today. I may or may not have a parasite. My mother's going to freak oh. out when she hears this. I might have to <laughs> that out. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. But this leads to a trivia update, okay. which is um, that I did see him on the Thursday before I left on Friday. And that was super, mm-hmm. like another just, you know, had a great time. Um, and then – he had friends in town. His birthday was over the weekend. I was obviously traveling in and out of reception. So we stayed in touch sort of like as much as is reasonable for two people who are very busy. And yeah. it felt right like the whole time. And then um, he asked me like I, – I he had said, you know, like, how's the last day? Hope you're like living it up. And I was nope. like, I'm not going to lie to him. And I, I like sanitized it. But I was like, honestly, like, this, sorry, this is like not cute. But like – not good. And so then yesterday he asked me, 
when I was home. I said I already was home, but that I was just like really exhausted. My body was just dead. And so, and I said I was trying to make it to 8 p.m. before I fell asleep, even though I absolutely could have fallen asleep at the moment that I deployed that text. And that is the information that he had. And so then like 40 minutes later or something like that, um, he texted me and said, could I swing by with a little get well gift? Um, I tried calling, but it went to voicemail. You may have it on do not disturb. And then 30 minutes after that, at the risk of being really weird, I dropped off some bone broth and coconut water on your doorstep for hydration and nutrition purposes, although you're probably already asleep. So it will likely be sitting there all night, in which case I apologize for giving you something just to throw away. Isn't that so cute? cute. So did it end up sitting there all night? Were you asleep? I woke up four minutes after that drop off, which honestly relieved. I looked that you didn't have awful. to like confront him. Yeah. Yes. It worked out perfectly. Like I am so grateful for the sweet drop off and so grateful I didn't like I was sad to miss him, but also very relieved because like I was not in a place to like greet visitors. So it worked yeah. out perfectly. That's so sweet of him. Yes, it was very cute. I love that. Yeah. So all's well. Amazing. And yeah. you're like on the mend. I, yeah, I believe I'm on the upswing. Like I'm hold, like I'm holding everything down. That is huge That's progress. Big steps. Well, I don't have that many updates. I guess maybe that's not true. But I have a non-update update about the camper, which is that I was going to ask. I haven't really talked to him. Anything since the FaceTime one AM request? No. So I well, I texted him. So I met some friends of his. I saw one friend from that I had met in Wisconsin who he's friends with over the weekend. He was in town. Um, at, I was at a big volleyball tournament this weekend. And I saw somebody that knows him and I also met additional people who know him. And so I had texted him about the tournament with my women's partner and I, my best friend, and I did really, really well on Saturday. Um, and like – So cool. Thanks. We were like just – blown away. We were so excited. So I texted him about that because we'd been previously talking about this big, huge tournament. It's like one of the biggest tournaments that we go to in the summer. So we talked about that briefly. And then I was like, oh, and I met so-and-so that you know, and he didn't reply to that. This is weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably just like a, that was a fun thing, but now fizzling. But at the same time, I'm going there in a month. Do you think that you will try to reignite and when you're getting closer? That's kind of my thought. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There, we also had talked about playing together at that tournament on a fours team with his roommate. And his roommate is definitely playing with me and my best friend. So I don't know. I am I actually got this question in my AMA last week. Somebody asked if I like would want a long-distance relationship with him. And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know if I would want a relationship with him even if we lived in the same city. It's like mm, a lot younger than me. Um, and in like a little bit of a different phase of his life, I think. But it's just weird that we just don't talk anymore. Yeah. Very sharp drop off. Yeah. But uh, normally, if this were somebody that I were actually dating, that we lived in the same place, I would advocate for somebody in my situation to say something about that kind of fade. But given that I – like what would I be asking to do instead to like continue to text with sort of no end goal? That doesn't really feel worth it to me. Yes, I totally understand. So that's that. I also had a first date last night. Yeah. Tell me all about it. I knew I, I only know that it existed. I know nothing of it. 
I, it was fine. He was, I don't want to go out with him again. I already told him that. He was very schmoozy. Ooh. Like maybe we'll call him the schmoozer. Does he need a nickname if he is? No, he doesn't. But like, he just was like one of those like, you know, hey, hey kind of guys. Like trying to schmooze with the waitress and like, you know, ask the waitress's name and then would like be like, Mia, Mia, like stick with us, Mia. You'll be fine. He actually said that. Yeah. there. I honestly think there's a place for that when like my waiter or waitress is like fun and young and friendly and you sort of like end up bringing them into the group. It, you know, like I think that can work. It sounds like it's obviously missing the mark it last di- night. It didn't work. Okay. She was uncomfortable and I could tell. Oh, yikes. That's not good. Yeah. And I don't know if I could tell because I used to be a waitress and so I could recognize that tension where the server is humoring the guest because they want a good tip, but really Mm -hmm. they're annoyed or think they're weird or creepy. Or if I just recognize that as like a person interacting with another person, maybe a little bit of both, but it just was a pretty big turnoff for me. Yeah, totally. So like I said, it was fine. We had dinner. Um, so I was with him for like an hour and a half and he is a talker, kind of goes along with the schmoozing thing. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of asked him questions and let him like riff on whatever he wanted to riff on. He's, it was also kind of like a a little bit name droppy, like about the boarding school he went to about, you know, just sort of various things like that, like status symbols. Yes. That just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I so totally relate on that front. And frankly, like in any major city, I think you get it. But like I see it a lot in LA with related to, oh, you know, I know somebody who goes to school with so-and-so's kid. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Who cares? Like celebrity adjacencies. Yeah. 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 yeah and My I think- dentist in- is also the dentist for Kate Winslet's parrot. I-, <laughs> I think the New York equivalent of that is like high society ties. Totally. You know, we go out east, which oh, for yes. people who don't live in New York is is what you say instead of saying you're going to the Hamptons. I went to college in Cambridge. Right. Exactly. You went to fucking Harvard. Like, we know yeah. that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so won't be seeing him again. He did – he, like, was nice. Like, he actually – when I woke up, I had – I was already asleep when he sent this. But when I woke up, I got a, like, did you make it back across the river safely? Like, had a great time message from mm-hmm. him like he was nice but too many too many things that just i'm not into yeah potential example of a nice guy and yet not for you not for me yeah um but the matchmaking process is sort of solidly underway which is exciting yeah i love this so i got an email from my matchmaker about another client of hers that she is officially going to be setting me up with when he gets back from a trip he's on. I am so freaking excited for this. Yeah. And until today, I didn't know his name. I only had a picture of him and a couple like pieces of information. And today, she sent me his name, just his first name, but it's very unique. And so I was able to like do a little digging and discover that we have some mutual friends and got some good reviews. So I'm very excited. Love. Um, question for you. Yes. This is sort of a a balancing of like economics and emotion. Will you be bummed if you hit it off with your first match? I have thought about this. 
So for people who aren't familiar with the matchmaking structure that I'm in, I have a six-month contract, which is six dates. So I get six matches for the amount um, of the contract. And if they do have stipulations in there that if you meet somebody, you can sort of parlay it into like relationship coaching. There's some like other options if you end up in a relationship with somebody early on. But I have thought about that. And I, I guess no, because that, that's great. True. And like, because if I think about it, if it's a six-month time period, she's not going to send me all six of my matches in the same week because I can't possibly schedule six dates, six first dates at the same time. Nope. It also takes a while for her to like recruit people and, you know, kind of assess whether they'll they'll be good matches for me based on all the stuff we've talked about that I'm looking for and needing that Venn diagram of people who want to go out with me. Sure. So if I meet somebody early, that means I'm going to start dating somebody sooner. Like True. although I won't get get to quote use all my matches, like let's say I end up in a long term relationship out of this, I would certainly rather start that now versus December. Yeah, absolutely. So she also told me that she has a phone call. I think at this point it's today. I think she emailed me this yesterday with a potential match. So I might have a date before the first guy gets back from his trip. Awesome, because that was going to be my other follow up question, which is, are they sort of comfortable with their clients going out on kind of like multiple early stage dates before like where it would make sense you're not you know cheating on it it's it's sort of that early stages okay yes they are they basically I would have to tell them like let's say I go out with this guy and I really like him I could say hey let's pause for a second it doesn't mean I'm not going to eventually get more Mm -hmm. but I could ask them to hang on a moment Gotcha. Um, but if not, they'll continue on. Okay. Great. But I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. It uh it hopefully works out. I am like into the vibe of the the first guy that I know about so far. That's you know, that's the best we can ask for right now. I would agree. So before we get into our topic talk for the day, I have a callback from last episode. I know, I'm excited about this. So we talked about what you do in the situation where you see somebody's partner on a dating app. And there was somebody who wrote in about seeing her friend's boyfriend. And we have an update from this person. Thank you for this follow through. Yes. We appreciate it. We so appreciate this. So she said, I have an update and sort of good news grimace emoji, which is one of my favorite emojis. I love the grimace emoji. She actually dumped him yesterday over a number of other red flags, like the fact that he turned his phone off for three days and didn't text her back, question mark, question mark. And while she was telling me she was probably going to dump him, I told her about the profile in a, maybe it's old, but we're talking about so much, so I feel like I should give you the info that I have kind of way. And I'm really glad I did because I'm kind of thinking it wasn't old. No shot was it old. No shot was it old. And she also mentions that this has now happened to her three times. This particular person has seen three friends, partners now Whoa. on dating apps. Yeah. She's like a truffle hunting dog. <laughs> Love that analogy. She like sniffs them out. So I very much appreciate the follow-up and I'm happy that she said something. Yeah, me too. And she, it sounds like she handled it perfectly. I agree. So now it is time for our favorite new segment – which I did get some – so it's our FYI Island chat. I 
did get some, I solicited some feedback from our listeners on what they thought about the segment. And first of all, everybody appreciates that we put timestamps. So a little bit of a reminder there that if you don't care about F-Boy Island, you can check out the show notes and we have timestamps of when we're talking about it. But most people are either excited to hear about it or happy to skip it because of the timestamps. Great. So Love for it. now, we will keep doing it. There there wasn't anybody who said, good Lord, please stop. <laughs> yeah. Or like mass unsubscribe, never again. Right. Yeah. Nobody said they were going to stop listening due to this segment. So I think that's a win. Totally agreed. And today we're going to talk about episodes four through six because they're dropping three episodes at a time, which overwhelms me with content, but I love it. And I also think it, in a way, is particularly well-suited to our our random way of talking about it because by dropping three at once, any type of recap show that is speaking about episode four in a vacuum that's impossible because it is so influenced by what happens and what everyone is going to watch in five and six. And so to me doing like episode by episode recaps makes absolutely no sense. And I think us talking about it sort of like relationship by relationship or like almost girl by girl, that kind of makes more sense. But anyway, not, you know, not me crapping on recap podcast, but because I do no, love I, them, but totally with you. I have someplace I'd like to start. Yeah, please do. I would like to talk about the conversation between Casey and CJ regarding whether or not – basically, when Casey says to CJ that – or he tries to say to CJ that they need like mutual respect and that it's not a one-way street and she shuts that down and kicks him out of the house. How how do we feel about that dialogue? I I honestly have conflicting feelings. I think this is a perfect place to start because if we're if we want to talk about CJ and Casey's relationship, it was pretty much entirely contained in one episode because she accidentally votes him off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is standing, or he is at least standing by. It's not quite clear what he's trying to say about his defense of Garrett. I don't know if he's saying, like, I think his behavior is okay or just like, hey, this guy's my friend and maybe he did this crappy thing, but, like, I can look past a crappy thing and still want to be friends with this man. And um, I don't know that my answer totally hinges on that, but CJ is very resistant to that. She is saying to him, did you come here for a boyfriend? I thought you wanted a girlfriend. Like, why are you playing with losers if you want to be a winner of this game? I I think a lot of her narrative on it was poorly – said I, I totally agree when she said that winners win and that she he should distance himself from people who are who aren't doing well that kind of goes against everything she was saying it it, it very much does i i think i very much respect the intent and sort of the very underlying message of what he was saying which is we are both adults and are allowed to make independent choices and I am allowed to have a friendship that you don't love. And like, that just kind of is the way it is. Like, I'm not just someone, I'm not just at your whim. And I think that's very valid. Totally. At the same time, I also definitely see her point, although she, I don't think she made it very well, Mm -hmm. but the point she was trying to make that I do want my partner to call out their friend's shitty behavior. Yes. And hold their friends accountable. For shitty behavior. Totally. And I think that it, that would be a completely fair critique if that's what she was saying. I think she was very 
it was much more about her. It, it was much, and I don't necessarily mean this in a narcissistic way. I mean this in just like her argument was self-centered. Yeah. In that it was about her. So her concern about his reaction was he's trying to check me. And I was like, that's not what's ha- that's not the crux of this problem. No, not at all. And and then yeah, and then Casey basically just d- decides that the solution is to like tell Garrett that he can't sit next to him. <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. He's like, not not now, bro. Can't sit next. To can't me. do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. And then yeah, she accidentally eliminates him, and he goes off on her. In a he way lost that I me on was, this one. Yeah, fully unacceptable. Yeah, that was not okay. No. And yet they're going to get back together, 100%. Let's just put that out there. Uh, right. Because the, there's no way that the Limbro guys are gone forever. Well, you know Casey's getting back in the house. Oh, fuck. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. But production just lets him make a break for it. It's so false. It's ridiculous. But whatever. <sighs> well, because he escaped from – yeah. I think I, – I understand both sides of that. But I also know, and we said this before – she has known he was an F-boy this whole time. 100%. I think that's not even a factor for her, really. No. Not at all. Should, do you want to just – should we cover the whole Sarah Garrett plot arc? Oh, God. I I guess this is skipping ahead. But the fact that they showed Garrett's ex's full name and Instagram handle. Okay. here I need to interject here. Okay. Do you know who she is? Was she on Love Island? Yes. So her name is Lauren Coogan. She okay. was on Love Island US for a very short time, lied about her age to get cast. Oh. I think that's relevant because I think it's going to give some insight into the types of people that both she and Garrett are, which are okay. fame hungry. And she met Garrett in the airport when she landed from getting voted off Love Island US. Oh. Yes. And called TMZ on herself to come like interview her about having met Garrett in an airport about how she like found love immediately off Love Island. Well, how did they meet in the airport? He just like came up and spoke to her. I he saw her like struggling with her bags allegedly. He came over to help her and then they like got together. Oh. Yeah. And so that was in um early September. Okay. The last post of them together on her Insta everything is still up. There is still yeah. A million posts, there are still highlights, there's still all of it. And her last post of them together is March 15th. Right. That is probably nearly exactly when he left to film the show because um, F-Boy Island did production in mid-late March. Lauren Coogan went into quarantine to be on this season of The Challenge the first week of April. No way. Yes. And so – a hundred percent they were together while going through these dual track casting processes, agreeing uh-huh. this is gonna be great for us. Oh wow. I would bet so much money that they are still together. Absolutely. That makes total sense. Yeah. I also saw a couple captions that she wrote about him about how he wanted clout. This is way before. I mean, I buy it. Yeah. So does wow. she though. Wow. I mean, of course. Yeah. Anyway, wild. Interesting. Now I feel dumb for believing him that he actually liked Sarah. But you know That's what? Fine. Maybe he maybe he still does. We don't know. I stood by Colin not being an F-boy. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, that one still perplexes me. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway. But also, how do we feel about the fact that they revealed the F-boy nice guy statuses? Oh, I'm into it. 
I feel like it negates the whole – wasn't the point for them to figure out who's who? I mean, no. We don't know the point of the show, technically. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. But I thought the point of the show was that at the end, they would pick someone and then find out if they were a nice guy and an F-boy and then the amount of money they got would hinge on that. But I suppose I was never actually told that. Yeah. Clearly, there's some bigger twist that is yet to come. Dang. Yeah. Anyway, so wait, wait, let's go back. So episode three ends on the reveal that Garrett broke up with somebody to come on the show. Yeah, yeah. So then he comes over to apologize. Kind of. Let's talk about that conversation. I wrote this one quote down because it's so amazing. Sarah specifically asked, how did that end? He says, we just split up. (laughs) And she said, I'm a little confused by some of your wording. You said it was mutual, but you said she was hurt. You said... It was a break, but also a breakup. Like, these things can't all be true. No. So she said, you know, what really is the status? He says, I'm not the type of person who's going to be like an asshole. And like, okay, cool. We're off. That's it. Like, it's over or whatever. Like, I, like, again, you never know what the future. But again, I would not be here if I cared about her. That is the non-answeriest answer. It it was absurd. You know what I really did appreciate about that conversation? Uh, I appreciate a lot of things about how Sarah is handling this situation. Yeah. Besides the fact that she wanted to FaceTime, but I assume that that was the producer's idea. I like that she told him that Garrett tried to talk about the guy who exposed the situation. I don't remember his name because it's not important. Matt. Matt. And that she said, we're not talking about him. That doesn't matter. We're talking about you and what you did. that was so good. I totally picked up on that as well. I really liked that. Yeah. It was very well done by her. But yeah, so they have that conversation. She kind of puts him on ice. She invites Chris to like stay the night. That's a fucking disaster. Chris is a maniac. What a weirdo. And then starting in episode five, Sarah like really gets balls, I feel like, (laughs) where she is like on one, where I really liked what she said to Chris when Josh – took said you know hey may i have time with sarah and chris got crazy about it and was like josh is a bitch and it was ridiculous and sarah said chris if i had had more to say to you i would have said josh wait a minute i was done with the conversation like she has agency in this too if she wanted to continue to talk to him they would have continued to talk i also would like to take this time for an ally's anger oh please i really fucking hate the use of the word bitch to mean weak. Mm, That's totally fair. I absolutely hate it. I don't mind it when it's used to mean like a mean person, typically a mean woman. Because like asshole I feel like or is like fairly gendered toward men generally. Like you don't hear that as much. So like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that because it is a female word, right? It's a female dog, whatever. But I hate when specifically men, although women do it too, use bitch or pussy to describe somebody who is weak because that mm-hmm. means that being female is weak. And I fucking hate that. And Play the sounder. <laughs> we got to get some, some, something. something. Now yeah. that I'm done with the bar, I could actually probably make something. I could have fun we with gotta that. got to get a sound. I absolutely hate it. And I've also successfully used that argument to many men who I'll say that and they're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. You're right. It's like one of the only successful arguments like that that I've ever made. And it consistently, consistently hits home when explained that way. Nice. Then they are given a laptop to explore their social media. 
Yes. The women are allowed to – it's like all tabs open to their Instagrams where um, the women look through the men's Instagrams and that's where we come to see the Garrett. I just wanted to explain how we like sort of got there. We don't really need to focus on this at all, but that's how we learned who she was. Yeah. I mean everybody's dream to just be handed this laptop of information. No, I fully feel like this is – this is Elon Gale doing everything he wanted to do on The Bachelor, Bachelorette. He's just yep. having the time of his life. Yep. Absolutely. Just to sort of prime the audience for Topic Talk with negging, I would like to say that something I noticed was when Garrett and Sarah have the kind of makeup conversation and make out, when they pull away, he goes, you passed. Yep. I absolutely hated that entire game that he played where he like asked her like, oh, what do you like about me? Like, bro, she's not the one that needs to be tested right now. Totally agree. You, you Like this is not the vibe. Definitely. And, th- and then he was asking all of these like sexual questions, which she didn't want to answer. No, definitely not. And I could completely understand that. Like you're on television. This is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And he was like giving her these options. I felt uncomfortable and I was not the one being filmed. Yeah. No, it was awful. Should we talk a little bit about the game where they get dunked? Yeah. I mean, most of those questions I feel like were throwaways. The thing that I did find really telling, which Nakia picked up on, is that neither Colin nor OG Jared knows shit about her. That's the one thing I think was worth focusing on. They know absolutely nothing. Like first OG Jared went and said another non-answer answer. I don't even remember what he said because it was so absolutely nothing. And then Colin is like clowning on that answer. And then the first thing he says is something about her hair. If you are Colin, you are immediately predicting getting that same question and scripting an answer in your head so that you freaking nail it. Yes. And he was like, oh, she does stuff on Instagram like with her hair. What? Crazy. We haven't spoken about Nakia very much. She is choosing among three F-boys right now. Oh, my God. For I was shocked that Greg is an F-boy. I wasn't. I was absolutely shocked. Although, I have to say that he did crush the fuck, Mary kill answer when he was in the dumb It was tank, very smooth. And they led with fuck, Mary kill. It didn't even occur to me that he could not answer the question. Yeah. It was a – it was very clever. i I proud of him for getting away with it because I, I think that – other people's feet would have been held to the fire, but uh, yeah, probably. But yes, Nakia is choosing between three F boys, one of whom has claimed to be falling in love with her. We, this is what we have to talk about. Okay, first of all, OG Jared has got to stop yelling in his <laughs> interviews. It's so much. I can't. The I'm like I'm here. I'm listening. We're good. I'm right. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So he's on the mat to get eliminated and he whips out, I'm falling in love with you. Absolutely unreal. I also – his elimination outfit cracked me up. All of his outfits cracked me up just for the yeah. record. But his later explanation of what he means by falling in love with somebody is complete and utter bullshit. It like – Bullshit. Basically, he's just saying that like anytime he meets somebody that he could have potential with, he's falling in love with them. Yep. Yes. Yeah, he fully, like, he mitigated it down to, like, fifth degree love. Like, yes. it's just completely irrelevant at that point. Right. Like, he, he brought it down to, like, I've met this person and I want to see them again. Yeah. It was absurd. 
And then I will say she I got a little worried because Nakia in her confessionals kept saying he's telling me he's in love with me. And I'm like, oh, that's definitely no, not, not what he said. No, he's not. That is definitely not what he said. Yeah. I, I worry for her. Yeah. She also at one point – this is earlier than this, but she also at one point said to him that you're trouble and – the words your trouble have never led to a good place in the history of the words. I agree. I was actually going to ask what you felt about that phrase. That do you think it's just kind of used? Do you think it's used in tr- any type of truth or just as sort of like a cute? I think that it is it's like the wall game that you mm-hmm. mentioned. I think that it is almost exclusively used in a way that's like oh, I have all of these walls up or I'm not looking for anything serious, but you are a threat to that because I like you so much. Yes. And it makes you feel like you're this special trouble that is going to knock down all of these walls and erase the fact that this person didn't want that thing before. Yes. Actually, interestingly enough, Katie, the current Bachelorette, said that to Blake, the ring winner. Mm. And so – I don't think it's a good thing. Uh Uh-oh. Well, Blake and Katie, we we wish you the best. <laughs> yeah, I so I haven't been as you know I I yeah. haven't watched this season of The Bachelorette um, for the first time in a long time, and I saw I so I didn't even know that Blake was on this season, but I I've always watched Matt James's season was the first season that I didn't watch. Mm-hmm. Just I just I don't really know why I stopped, but so I know who Blake is. So I saw on my Instagram some other account had posted the two of them, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is Blake in this picture? I had no idea. That's really funny. Yeah, well, Casey returns at the end and madness ensues, I have to assume. Uh, Yeah, we'll find out. How many episodes are there going to be? Do we know? Are they – I think – so I watched a highlight of like an AMA that Sarah did on Instagram Uh where she said that there are 10. So this might might be a four drop. Oh. Unless it's three in a reunion. I don't know. Interesting. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Until Well, that brings to a close our perfect – like nailed it 20 minutes. Perfect. We're summing up three hours of television, 20 minutes. I dare you, recap podcast. <laughs> Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link, also in our bios, to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th, 
check it out. Come travel with us too. Well, now we will get onto our topic, which is something that is extremely, well, I don't want to say near and dear to my heart because I absolutely hate it, but it is it is a something that I've talked a lot about in my content before this podcast, and that is negging. Negging, I, I mean, I it makes sense that it's so prevalent in the content because it is all over the place. Why do you think it is so effective or so commonly? Yeah. I mean, I think in order to explain that, we should start by defining it. Always. Yes. So also, um, just in case people are like, what is happening? We should note that we forgot to do weird or not this week, so we don't have that segment. Yes. There will be no everything. um, Nothing is weird. Everything (laughs) is is, well. Nothing is weird. Everything is fine. Uh, There's no weird or not. So... Negging is actually a, a term that was coined by pickup artists. There's if a, a very interesting book actually is a book called The Game that was in part written. It was written about slash I think he helped write it, but about this pickup artist who goes by mystery. Love. Uh, yeah. It's a very good book actually in the sense that it like kind of shows you what to look for with manipulators. But pickup artists define the word negging and it's essentially where somebody – tears you down or insults you just slightly, not enough that you're massively offended, but just enough that they then are increasing their own social capital in your eyes. Right. That you now seek their approval more so than you did before. Yes. So this could look a lot of different – this could look like a lot of different things, which we'll get into, but in the pickup artist context – what they use it for is when they they call it opening a set when they walk up to a group of people let's be honest women because this these books are exclusively targeted at straight men for the most part yep. so when they walk up to a group of women in a bar let's say and they know that they're interested in a certain one they might look at that person or like look, look at the group and say oh you ladies look great and then look at the person that they're interested in and say like oh you didn't feel like dressing up today mm. and so now yeah, you hear that now and you're like, ew, gross. But like in the moment, psychologically, that makes you want to prove yourself to this person who has just insulted you a little bit. Right. So that's negging. And to answer your original question, I think it works because it feeds on insecurities that we have and our want to be liked by other people. Mm-hmm. And it takes these little things about ourselves that we might not like or that, you know, maybe somebody else has noticed something about us and now we want to prove them wrong or we want to prove like we're that we're not like other people, that we're not mm. basic, to use a word that you love. Yes. The less interesting answer that doesn't – it probably doesn't answer it as descriptively is like emotional manipulation works. Oh, yes. You know, is, and that's, that's what, what it is. is. <laughs> that's what this is. Begging yeah. is emotional manipulation. Yeah. Absolutely. One that I saw over the holidays when I was in Dallas was on Hinge that the prompt was, I bet you can't, I think. Mm -hmm. That must have been it. And his fill in the blank was, get me on a second date. Oh, God. Right. So now he's setting you up to prove that you can. Yep. Earn the second date. Yeah. So the first place I want to start with this is dating app profiles because – Negging is so prevalent in them, but I am always shocked when I work with people at how few people recognize it in a profile, Mm -hmm. especially when it's subtle. 
you know, when um, you're calibrating an instrument, you have like sensitivity and specificity. There probably is an over calibration here and an under calibration where you're like missing stuff and then finding it, you know, like kind of looking for like, it. Yeah, too sensitive to it. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't want like people to go sort of too far in either direction, certainly. But I do think it's absolutely something to be aware of. And depending on its severity in a profile, jumps there's a very thin line between jumping from red flag to deal breaker, I think. Yes. Yes. There are some that are just obviously awful. Mm -hmm. And like, go ahead. Do you then think it, do you think there's like bleed over between assholery and negging? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where somebody just says something that's like straight up mean. That to me is no longer negging, right? No, that's just an insult. Okay. Yeah, that that's different. I think negging is specifically something that is intended it's still intended to attract you. Like mm-hmm. if somebody says something mean, generally their intent is not to continue to entertain the that's situation. That's a good point. So, I'll give you an example. So I a, a while back I did a, a series on negging, um which has a story highlight in, on my Instagram if you if people want to check it out. And at the time, I asked for submissions for people to send in dating app profiles that they saw that were examples of negging. So I have a lot of these. And I'll give you an example of one that is like obviously terrible. And I think very few people would not recognize this. Very few people would read this profile and think like, yeah, great. That sounds fine. Yeah. This person writes, chances are you are probably a flaky, twitty, fake, in all caps, that has half of a bird brain. And hey, guess what? I only want one thing anyway, and I probably would not want a relationship with you either. Ha ha, sorry. Good luck living your fake-ass lifestyle sunglasses emoji. Who hurt this man? Uh, Holy crap. Yeah. That is – to me, this person's not even trying to date. Like, that's just (laughs) crazy. Right. But some people do see that and don't react to it. Most people do, though. Most people yeah. do. So, like, that's an example of one that's like terrible. Yeah, that's gonna, that one's gonna fail the smell test. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then we get into ones that are a little more on the borderline that I think people don't always recognize as this. Yeah. So, an example that I see all the time, and I have a, a screenshot here the, the hinge prompt is the one thing you should know about me. And this person writes, I'm super selective, so don't feel bad if I don't reply. No. Right. But that sets you up to send this person a comment and be excited if they reply. Yep. Because now you think you're special because they're super selective. Not that this is the salient issue here. That doesn't have to be true. This person might be the most le- no. the, or the least selective person there is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is, this is self-reported. Yeah. Not that that should govern your behavior at all, but it just goes to show that this is not based on fact. It is based on um, manipulating your emotions. Yes. I th- the ones that I think can also slip by are – it's funny because it's the same prompt – is the one thing you should know about me is if I ask you what books you're reading and you say I'm more into movies, I'll probably ghost you. It's funny. I was looking at that one in our show notes as you read it. Yes. Where you could see that. And think like, oh, I am into books. We have that in common. Yes. But in reality, this person is negging people that they don't find intellectually 
on the same level as them due to the fact that they might like movies. I would honestly, this is, this is me being toxic. This is not recommended. I would probably respond to that and say like, how about Love Island? (laughs) How about 90 Day Fiance? I would go straight, I would just go deep, deep into the pit. Oh. But I this is not that. FMH approved. This is just Rourke's. No, that's just toxic funny. side side personality. <laughs> yeah, the other ones that I think are on the border that oftentimes people don't notice are ones that talk about wanting you to be interesting. So mm-hmm. this person's bio says, "Swipe right if you're interesting enough to keep the conversation going." And while I also want people who are interesting enough to keep a conversation going, saying that implies that most people aren't and now you need to prove that you are up to this person's standards. Here's one that's probably like really on the bubble or it might not be nagging at all. I don't know, but you see it a lot. What do you think of please start with more than hey? I don't I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's nagging per se. I agree with you. Because I don't think that it specifically is getting at undermining somebody's confidence because that's that's the whole idea with negging. That's a good point. But I don't like it. First of all, it says nothing about you. So like, what the fuck? This is your dating app profile. You're supposed to be telling yourself you you're supposed to be telling me about you, and instead, mm-hmm. you've just told me what to do. Yeah. No. It's a it's a waste of characters. Yeah. It's a waste. And like, instead of doing that, why don't you write something interesting that I can talk to you about? Because now. Literally, all I can say to you is, hey, unless I come up with my own question because you've given me no information. Exactly. Yes. It's the person has um, failed to understand the assignment. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, if they've provided other stuff, I don't find that one to be a deal breaker. It's just kind of like eye roll. Yeah, I don't don't like it. It's not a deal breaker per se, but I really don't like it. Okay. So if that's in a profile, it, the, the rest of the profile would have to be very good for me to continue on. There's a heavy weight towards swiping left. Yes. The minute I see that. And honestly, it makes me want to say, hey, like in so, the same way that you want to ask that guy about Love Island, like I want to message the please say more than just hey guy with literally the words just hey. Yeah. And then s- s- playing off that, there is – there are the people who are trying to make jokes out of like prove that you're not generic. Yep. And so for example, what if I told you that if you don't have the word adventure, dog, travel, wine, moving, interest okay, taco, hike or anything about love languages in your profile, I'll Venmo you $10. Okay. Moving is probably cuz a lot of people say that they moved to another country. Totally, like yes. the most spontaneous thing I've ever done is moved to another country. Is pretty the, common. Yeah, you, that's uh, dead on. You're totally right. Here's the thing: we get it, we see it too. There are generic profiles completed by all genders of all ages of all stripes, whatever. However, this is what you have friends for yes. to bitch to them about it, and by that I just mean to complain, <laughs> not to be weak. <laughs> Yeah, that is also that is an absolutely (laughs) acceptable use of the word bitch. Thank you. And so, like, again, don't waste your profile on it and don't use it to neg. It's just crazy. It's uh, truly. And this is like another thing I did. I also did a series on trauma bonding and Mm. how a very, very minor form of trauma bonding is bonding about negative dating experiences while on a date. Yes. And I think that these kinds of prompts can lead to that too. 
Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yes. Like, why are all people's profiles like this? I would message this guy, you've used eight of the words in your prof- profile, Venmo me $80. <laughs> Love that. We'll be waiting Farewell. for my charge. Right. Or people that write, you know, I'd really like to, and then their answer is, stop wasting my time on dating apps. Like, oh. Okay, cool. So you feel like what we're doing here is a waste of time. Got it. So hopefully we're able to spot negging in profiles and weed out the egregious ones, make decisions on the kind of borderline ones. So a lot of times profiles can look fine and then you'll start talking to somebody and it goes into this kind of place. Yes. Has that happened to you? Oh, certainly. Where, you know, I mean, something that I want to, I don't necessarily want to get into this now, but something that I want to talk about later is, you know, my Rourke's rant about teasing and sort of how negging and teasing can have an intersection. And so this absolutely has like happened to me in relationships. And so, yes. Yeah. I have encountered this with, so oftentimes I will ask my opener of, you know, what shared appetizer are you lobbying for? I, not often, but more than I would like, will when I say, so they'll answer and then they'll say, how about you? And when I give them my answer, they'll say something on the lines of like, oh, pretty basic, but I guess I can make that work. What? Like they'll like insult my answer or this actually happens too. So my my first line is- Also again, question. gentlemen, you all say the same thing. I know. This is not gender specific. Like, Yeah. yeah. But you know the like big question for you piece? I have had multiple people tell me that my appetizer question is not a big question at all and like refuse to answer it essentially. They're like, oh, I thought you were going to ask me an actually big question, but okay. Like I was obviously being silly. That's – that's yeah, that's crazy. I feel like people have said like to me like, wow, what a relief. Like I can handle that question. Like that – Great. Fine. Fine. But like somebody actually recently said, I thought you were going to ask me an actually hard question. And that's all they said. They did not – nothing else. Oh, that's so lame. Yeah, very. And we have a a couple submissions of like the early messaging. And the one that I think is the most telling of this behavior is this one. This is a message exchange. I happen to know that it's a guy texting with a female follower. So he says – Hey, so I've been thinking and I'm not really sure what to do with you, dot, dot, dot. And she says, oh, like, you know, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And he says, part of me thinks you might be something and I should ask you on a date. And part of me says, fuck her, she ain't worth your time. This is unbelievable to me. The audacity. The thing that, that got me about it is that this person and like, bless her, like she's very sweet. This person was not sure what to make of this, which says to me that this shit is effective. Yeah. Wow. Because for us reading this, like we're totally objective parties. We have no emotional investment in this man whatsoever. Totally. And I would be like, burn him at the stake. Yes. But that just goes to show how effective nagging is. That this, that you could receive that and actually be unsure if you should consider that a, a, a major red flag. Yeah. Wow. That is that is a really interesting aspect of the anecdote. Yeah. And so I actually – I call out negging when I hear it in messaging conversations. 
And you have a text script for it now? Yeah. I I say it's a it's a very similar thing as I say when I set any boundary. So I use this I use a very similar script when somebody says something a little like sexually explicit for my likes or when they, you know, are moving too quickly for my likes or whatever it is. I usually say something like I appreciate that you're trying to be cute, but negging really doesn't work for me. And short, sweet. Typically speaking, they will google it if they don't know what that word means. Yeah. I've never had somebody ask me what it is, meaning they either knew already or they Google it. Right. And usually it doesn't go anywhere after that. This is one boundary that I have set that almost never moves forward. Interesting. Because they feel like they can't sort of overcome or they're embarrassed or I guess we can't analyze their psychology, but. No, I mean, we don't know their motivations, but I, the the person who is using language like this is used to being able to emotionally manipulate somebody with that language. Good point. Even in a small way. Like I'm not saying that all of these people using this language are master manipulators. Of course. And, yeah, know, yeah. Deviants or anything like that. But they are used to getting a certain outcome from that language and not getting yeah. that outcome is not what they're looking for. Very true. So you were saying that you've experienced nagging in relationships? Yeah. My – the exact I, – I can't – again, I always forget what I've shared. My um, perfect example of it was I had, I had an ex that used to tease me a lot that um, I was dating before law school and like right as law school started. He had a – he had a, it's relevant that he, he had a PhD. And he would say to me, you know, even if you do really well at law school, always remember that a PhD is a – better degree. What? Mm-hmm. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. That 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 honestly borderline borderline goes into just just an insult, just something mean. Right. And he very much was like, oh, like that that like I'm just like joking around. I'm teasing. And like I totally found a way to like I instantly made a joke about it and was like, are you insane? It goes MD, vet DDS. And like, I just, like, I had like this, like, funny ranking, but like, I gave him way too much credit. Do you think a vet is higher than a dentist? I do. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they can do like full on surgery. That's true. I don't really have a perspective. I hadn't thought about, <laughs> I hadn't thought about advanced degree ranking until this moment. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that is terrible. Yeah. I, I actually, during my series on negging, my like final installment of it was a stitch that I did of a um, woman on TikTok whose handle is Quiet BPD, um, which stands for Borderline Personality Disorder. So she yeah. has a version of it called that, that that they call Quiet Borderline Personality Disorder. Um, I won't pretend to know like literally anything about that, but she's awesome. You can look into her handle. She had posted a video of an ex of hers who was emotionally abusive, manipulative, and in this video, she was posing for the camera and he was behind the camera and talking to her while she was posing. And he was telling her to do something feminine. No, not like that. Ew, gross. At one point he says, that's disgusting. And she's like trying to pose in this video. And I stitched it to talk about how like this is an extreme version of negging, but this is like negging in real life, undermining somebody's confidence to make them want to prove themselves to you. Like he's literally in real time making her prove her femininity to him on camera. Yeah. And oh, that's awful. Yeah. 
the the nuts thing about it is that a lot of people in the comments didn't recognize it for what it was. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Um, another, I just thought like, I don't even know if this counts as negging, but the thing, but like behind the camera, like reminded me of another one where I've talked about how this person like would not show up for me. Like he was, Mm -hmm. he was very difficult and I like needed to know when he was showing up for like a family dinner that he was attending with my family. And I was over text with him and I was like, what is your plan? tell me i was like begging him essentially to tell me when he was going to arrive and you know on iPhones the memoji where you can like record your face into an animal i do he was like i'll only tell you if you like record yourself asking the question as a pig what mhm i'm like i'm like i feel like very vulnerable and like embarrassed sharing the story isn't that crazy no don't be embarrassed that i'm so sorry that he it's okay did that. it's like completely crazy <laughs> Did did you record yourself as a pig? I did because I was like, I need to know when he's coming to dinner. And then did he give you the answer? I honestly don't remember. Oh my god! Yeah, it was that, fucked I up. I mean, talk about the definition of manipulative. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So it turned into a dark episode. <laughs> no, but I think that like these examples are just like you said that when he was saying those things to you about a you know JD versus a PhD or when he did that like in hindsight you're telling that story being like oh my fucking god how crazy yes. is this but yeah you didn't break up with him on site or on nope you know and like that's so relatable I, I will think. say the pig thing happened 48 hours before I did break up with him it was very <laughs> temporarily close <laughs> not related to that but yeah yeah there's there's a lot there and I want us to do a whole episode on manipulation too because I have a lot yeah, there's kind of so like much. Stems away, like moves away from the negging piece of it and moves into just like straight up manipulation. But we do have a listener question related oh, to yeah. negging. So this listener says, thoughts on guys that subtly bully you on the first or second date. And I read that question and was like, oh my God, bullying. Yeah. You know your answer when you're using the word bully. <laughs> right. Like my thoughts are not good. Yeah. Um, so they say, I've had this happen a couple of times. It usually comes as a snide comment that they then laugh off. Do other people experience this? Why the heck would someone think this is acceptable, let alone attractive behavior? So they give an example. They're talking about school and the guy said, oh, so you were one of those straight A students. The perfect classic example. I mean, that literally sounds like the popular guy in your high school making fun of the nerd. Yeah. There, there's so many other ways because somebody could say, oh, he's saying that you were smart. And like there are so many other ways that one could say that. Yeah. Then you were one of those straight A students. Yeah, I was. Come yeah. at me. What, bro? Because I think what that's implying is like, oh, so like you didn't have fun. You didn't right. you weren't do cool. the cool stuff. Like, you yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that's prompting you. Like if I heard that. I hopefully would respond, yes, I was, but I think that that prompts something inside you to justify, oh, well, I also did this, or but I was cool too. You know, I right. was not. Yeah, I was not. No, no yeah, pretense there. No. I, yeah, I was. And I was a nerd. Yep. Mm-hmm. No one liked me. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a great example. And, and a thing that can often go unnoticed in person, especially, and I think, and when we do our episode on manipulation, I will talk at length about the oyster. I think that this kind of stuff can especially go unnoticed if you are feeling chemistry with somebody, if you're feeling like, oh my God, this is such a great date. 
and then they say something like that and you're it's very easy to overlook due to the feelings that you're having. 100%. This almost leans toward when you see it on a dating profile in any capacity swipe left because I I'm almost leaning towards that now because the more sunk cost you get into these relationships, it gets it gets harder and harder. Like yeah. a big reason that I accepted a lot of the BS was because I was like, well god, it's like been 18 months. It's been 2 years. Like it's been this amount of time. We're like headed towards this future. Like we got to make it work. And so it's like I was then willing to overlook a lot of this stuff that I probably just would have swiped left on had it been earlier. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I also think back to the, if it's in their profile, their profile is their attempt to seem as good as possible for you. Yeah. That's a great point. That's what they're going with. That's their very, that's their A game. Yeah. That's a great point. So I don't want to know about their B, C, and D game if that's what they're putting up front. If you can't handle me at my profile, you don't deserve me at my worst. <laughs> the the best iteration on if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best is if you yeah. can't handle me at my worst, then congratulations, you have great personal boundaries. That's really good. I love that. <laughs> um, so just to wrap this up, I think similar to last week, how we talked about how to avoid sending mixed signals, even though... I think the majority of our listening audience is listening to this, trying to avoid people who neg and spotting negging. I do think it's relevant to talk about how to avoid doing it yourself. Yeah, definitely. Because I think it is teasing, to your point, is super ingrained in our culture. Yeah. And I think that there can often be a a line that's crossed there that we might not realize is there. And I just want to say overarchingly that compliments should not have a qualifier attached to them. Yeah, I think that's a really good takeaway. So, you know, if you're giving a subtle dig at someone attached to a compliment, like people who tell me that my hair would be pretty or down. Yes, that's a very good example. That's that's not a compliment. You could just say that my hair looks nice when it's yes. down. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like it's also okay to say nothing. Yes. In moments that's where – yeah. That's true too. Well, yeah, a little bit of a, a negative episode on nagging. <laughs> Yeah, lots of um, intense, lots of rants, lots of anger. It's good, good stuff. Getting it out on a good Monday. stuff. Good stuff. Yes, but hopefully this was helpful to start to you know spot some of this stuff and you know avoid doing it yourself too. Because I do think that a lot of us accidentally do some of this negativity in profiles and not even realize it. Absolutely agreed. Well, on that note, I hope your stomach feels better. I know. Sorry, there were a couple moments where I was like not feeling good. Oh, um, sorry. But- I made I made like a little sort of like chickpea mash for dinner. So hopefully that'll be good. Oh, that sounds yeah. lovely. Delightful. You know, that's where we're at. Enjoy. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.